0: one action
1: hey there beautiful people
0: yay <laughs> there it is you did it. Yes. <laughs>
2: everybody's stealing it on me now yeah.
0: i know everybody loves it that's why it's such a good little mm-hmm. you know welcoming it's fantastic yes. um hi so i am colleen michael and we have a special guest katie and this is little of this little of that podcast um and today we are doing mental illness and this is episode eight, I believe, because I think we had it wrong last week.
2: Or the week before. And yeah, week la- before.
0: That, that was um, not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are on mental illness this week, and uh, we have our special guest, Katie Matrasoto. And tell us why you're our special guest today.
1: So I am a registered nurse. I work for SSM Health, and I work um, on the Behavioral Health Unit. That's the... Correct terminology now, yes. but <laughs> layman's terms. I work in the psych ward. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How
0: long have you been doing it?
1: Less than a year, actually. Okay. So I'm no expert. Um, I won't claim to be an expert. Oh, but I'm sure absolutely. less than a
0: year it still gets you seeing some. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes, yes, learning and seeing a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Hefty floor to be on.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I actually I think it's four total float. I float. They call it. Floating. Oh. So okay. We, gotcha. Um, yeah, so. Very cool.
2: What was See it about this, this field that drew you towards it? Why why behavioral health or mental health?
1: So I actually went through schooling and made it to right after the mental health unit and then took time off and went back. And the first time, I was like, I am not doing that. Yeah. Um, and then the second time, it was kind of the teacher. And then um, lost my stepbrother to suicide. Mm-hmm. My dad has been an AA sponsor since I was six, so it kind of, it made a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah. but then different life experiences kind of yeah
0: solidified it. Right, yes. I get you. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, we know what you do, we know why you do it, mm-hmm. so our next um, kind of thing we want to know is, you know, what, what is, what kind of, what stems this? what what is the what is major like you know what are the statistics of mental illness and kind of what what well, do you see yeah what yeah. is it
2: what is it because for me it's something that a lot of people don't talk about and don't want to talk about exactly because it's, right it's not very well understood for the most part right um so yeah that's one of the main reasons we we wanted to, to have you on and talk about it because it's not talked about enough right. um so yeah what f- what are your reasons what what is it that you want to talk to us about why, why is it well, important
1: to That's, like, yeah, that's yeah. exactly why I you know, was like, I'll help you with this. Because yes. um, it's still all about, and I think it was like a campaign, like commercials and stuff before, like End the Stigma. Because um, there is still such a stigma. Yeah. And um, even the, so we have, it's called the DSM, and it's on the fifth edition, but it's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health. And they made it in like the 1950s oh wow so that's fairly new yeah
0: Yeah.
1: um and yeah i think a lot of people just don't feel like our our generation since we did grow up with knowing that these are actual disorders and things like that it's different but older generation like it just they didn't have names for it they didn't have treatment for it um so yeah, it kind of just to make it more well known, and mm-hmm. still even now that we know there's names were in in treatment, people still don't understand it too much unless right. they've seen it firsthand. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, Do you feel like there's <clears throat> some of a, a hangover from the the ignorance of, or not even the ignorance, but the just the yeah. the lack of knowledge more yeah. so um, with regard to Okay, it doesn't have a name, so we'll just, we'll just put them here. And, or we'll give them this pill, or we'll, we'll, we'll just forget about these people and not, not worry about it. you think there's a, there's a hangover from, from that lack of knowledge?
1: I s- definitely think there is, because still with, with politics, it doesn't get the same amount of funding and insurance. It, it's its own separate insurance. Like, you have your, your health insurance, and yeah. then on the back, it's like, for behavioral health, well, this number, because yeah. it's um, still separate, still not treated the same, um, some people still doubt that it's truthful, doubt that it's real, yeah. um,
0: so absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I think I just saw something actually just recently, um, a lady saying that, um, what was it, depression wasn't really depression. Right, like it was like you can get yourself get over out of Yes, yeah, so you can right. get yourself out of depression, and um, these are steps on how to do that, which is sound fantastic. Like you know, like call somebody. Still might
1: be good good ideas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But
0: you know, like when you're in a depression, she's like, you have to get out. You have to make sure you get out and socialize because that will get you out of your depression. But if you're depressed, how do you even get yourself out? Right. Like you know, like how? And it's like oh, we'll call somebody like a mentor or something, right. and and um and then have them help you, but. You don't even want to, I mean, you don't answer the phone, you mm-hmm. don't talk, you know, like, so I just, I, I can see how people think that there is a way to get around it through, you know, without labeling it or medication or whatever, but I think that um, it's definitely there, and it, there definitely needs to be help for it, and yeah. it needs to be classified, for sure.
1: And along that line, um, like, there's varying levels of, like, anxiety and depression, I'll use that as an example to where... You know, you can use coping skills and mechanisms yes. like that yeah. where, you know, you don't need any other further treatment or things like that, but then there are disorders to where things are never going to change yeah. unless we
0: use medication.
1: Right. Like yeah. schizophrenia and things right. like that. Yes.
0: Um, or bipolar. Right. Right. Yeah. I would say that would probably be one that you would need Right. most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So... Um,
2: so there are there are um disorders that can be treated just by psychiatry psychology things along those lines, and then there are things that have to be done with with pills um
1: and I will say this is opinion obviously mm-hmm. um so, that's all we are here, yeah, <laughs> it's all based on opinion yeah. <laughs> yeah and i I would say it's definitely um varying degrees, so like depression, maybe you can use coping skills up into a certain point yeah
0: things like that and or then once, others yeah. a little bit more or would you say like maybe you need to be hospitalized maybe have clinical treatment and then when you have a firm grasp on it right well, firm grasp you know loosely but you know then you're able to use coping mechanisms like that as right. well got it yeah
2: mm-hmm. do you know of any statistics that show there that depression and anxiety are more prevalent now than they were 30 40 Ooh. 50 years ago
1: i don't um
2: for me I I just I feel like that's something that's really prevalent now because of the just because of the the lifestyles that we live everything is especially here in the US there's Mm -hmm. like you look at countries in Europe they have a lot of a lot of time off there's like you have two weeks over the course of Christmas period and then you have bank holidays and you have weeks off here and weeks off there you get Mm -hmm. there's a lot of time off there's a lot of yeah work still has to get done Mm -hmm. but it's not the most important thing and right. I feel like here that that's almost the the main staple is like you have to work and do as many hours as you can and right. get in like 80 hours of work a week and is something to be proud of
0: so you can get whereas, you the best job and the most money yeah yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: there's just a lot of pressure to it is. to have this social status like 80 hours a week of work is something to be proud of right whereas I look at it I'm like that's just crazy yeah. like, right what, Why?
1: yeah um,
2: your health is more important than you're going crazy and depressed and on pills because of your anxiety about working right
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know the statistics but i would think america would be different yeah um in that regard and then and also we don't have um paid maternity leave so moms are right. going back faster so we yeah. have a lot of postpartum depression mm-hmm. um and then other countries have social media as well but um, it has a lot yeah yeah mm-hmm. like there's lots of things that didn't exist back in the day and then right are more popular in different areas
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the world
2: I think a lot of a lot of like the things that we just talked about the likes of work and um, social media um, there there are so many things that we almost become addicted to Mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily things we ingest um right and i think that that's a a major issue that people don't recognize either it's right we have these addictions to work and we have these addictions to social media because we're almost we want to get away from what underlying issues we may have Mm -hmm. and that's that's something that i think Mm -hmm. is overlooked a lot as well yeah
0: make sure absolutely yeah. Somebody's saying hi to you. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't sure. think
1: we didn't say how I know you.
0: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, so, pause for a second. Yes, how does Katie know me? Yeah. How do we know each other? <laughs> I'm pretty sure
1: Pattonville was the first Yes. Year. Yeah. It
0: has to be. been. I mean, we grew up in the same neighborhood. Right. And I believe we're in the same parish as well. Yeah, but... St. Blaise and all that, right? But I
1: went to St. Blaise yes. up until
0: 8th grade. Right. So... So, and I, I played for St. Blaise a lot of sports, I think, yeah. and PSR, and I think I just saw you out and about and all that kind of stuff as well.
1: You know, I think you were on my sister's sports teams.
0: Was I? Think, I? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember. I not remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, the name, for sure. I mean, your okay. maiden name, for yeah. sure. I know. I recognize it. And yeah. then whenever we went to high school, and then you were on drill team and all that kind of stuff, and that was when um, I really got to know who you were. Right. And then um, mutual friends. Right. And then... Um, became friends through massage then. Yes. Call me up to get some massages, like Absolutely. you should. <laughs> yeah. Highly yeah. recommended.
2: Well, <laughs> wish I knew what a massage meal was like.
0: Oh, that's terrible. You got plenty of that when I was learning. Mm-hmm. So you got the most of it. It was
2: three years ago, folks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> three now. Years ago. Yeah.
1: Now she'll give me your rates,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah. you rates. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Get Thank you okay. for reminding that. Thank you for reminding us. Seth. Yeah. She's not just some Joe Schmo off the street, like, right? Right. Hey, <laughs> hey, Know about mental illness, right? When I come and hang out, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for coming and, and yeah. joining us. So, absolutely yeah. Um, I, to kind of go off what we were talking about before, you get into um, everything too. Okay. Um, do you think that a lot of people that you see um, are are kind of like it's um triggered by almost the, the level of stress that we have here, and you know, kind of like what we we're go- going off, like the eighty hours of work, or yeah. 80 hours of work a week, and then, like, maybe um, the postpartum depression because we have to go back quicker to work and we don't get as much time off. And about the whole, like, you know, go to school, get the money, work, work, work. Do you think that is a big trigger of what you see, or are these more, are these different?
1: I would say it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Um, Because it's definitely not all genetic, a lot of it is life circumstances that led to.
0: The way people feel. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Especially okay. when
2: it comes to addiction. Uh, there was... Uh, what's the gentleman's name? Eckhart Tully says um, addiction starts with pain and ends with pain. And uh, he's talking about how we have these psychological issues that come about as kids. And mm-hmm. that's where the pain begins. Mm-hmm. And it manifests later on down in life where we're, we try to to suppress that pain by way of alcohol, drugs, um, working 80 hours a week, social media, sex, whatever it might be, we try to suppress that pain, Um, and um, it's almost, we build a cage around it to where we can't get to it. Right. Um, Is that a lot of what you see? Do you you deal with a lot of addicts?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, my my home unit is the substance use disorder unit. Okay.
0: I don't think I told you that.
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So <laughs> good. good. Yeah, so it works out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I kind of feel like so much of it leads back to childhood. And then unfortunately, with the generation that I'm seeing in the hospitals, we didn't know what mental illness was. So right. you didn't get childhood treatment because right. they were in the mentality of They'll get over it. They'll get over it. Or, um, yeah. you know, you, you weren't going to send your, your child to therapy because that didn't exist. That's bad, too. Um, yeah. right. Well, yeah.
0: Um, the way you're perceived by your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. I see
1: that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But, um, so yeah, I, I'll explain. So I do work, my unit is the substance use disorder unit. And then, unfortunately, with, we only are accepting certain insurance plans, um, you can self-pay, but can be expensive. Can be expensive. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Best way to put it. Um, so, and I say unfortunately because I I really wish we could. We would, our unit would be full if we could take the uninsured. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, we can't. Maybe yeah, that'll yeah. change. Um, yeah. Someday. So as of right now, we're frequently only needing. Um, one nurse present on the unit because it's you know a certain nurse patient ratio gotcha. so if we have two nurses on the schedule then I float to the other behavioral health units Gotcha. Um, okay yeah so I work at um, SSM St. Joseph St. Charles which is also connected to the Wentzville Hospital which is just a behavioral health hospital gotcha. so um,
2: what is that ratio
1: um, we get if we have seven patients we get two nurses okay under seven is a nurse and a care partner or psych tech. And then I believe 11 or over is two nurses and a care partner or psych gotcha. tech. So gotcha. there would be three of us there.
2: Okay. And is everybody that comes in, are they voluntarily coming yes. in? or are they? Okay. My
1: unit is voluntary.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Um, so my unit's voluntary. The other units I go to can be voluntary or involuntary.
2: Gotcha. And would they come in as, um, like, give us an example of some people that you may see
1: Um, without
2: obviously naming names or anything like that.
1: So on, we'll just get into it then. Um, So on on my unit, um, I would say most commonly we see alcohol. Um, And so it's 18 and up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So we see alcohol, and then I would say second is um, opiates. Which would be heroin, fentanyl, mm-hmm. um, your pills, yeah, um, and then meth, and then probably like benzodiazepines, which is like your Xanax, Clonopin, yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, and there's our unit just opened on December twenty sixth of last year. Okay, oh. so it's. Fairly new. Fairly new. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe, like, there's most of the other places in the area um, take the uninsured. So, there's different hospitals um, around here. Yeah. Um, And so I don't know much, I don't know too much about them, but I do know that they
0: take um, the uninsured. Okay. So, there's somewhere for them to go. Yes.
1: Yeah. And then in SSM Health, we on the other adult units, if you don't have insurance, you can go there. Okay. Gotcha. This is kind of different in. I guess the the main difference is that this is only substance use disorder. Gotcha. And on the other units, it would be all mental. Oh. Illnesses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: Uh, is it is this a an inpatient type thing? Is it inpatient. like a residential or is it like sixty day or thirty day rehab or Yeah,
1: so it's um inpatient and then kind of throughout this year we've gotten residential approval. Okay. Um but it's all insurance based. Gotcha. So how it works is you um We have like an intake coordinator and you would do usually a phone interview and then you would come, come in and they would contact, you would send up like an interview in person and they would contact your insurance and it would just be however many days they would approve you for. Right. Yeah. And then usually at the end of those days, um, they call again if you'd like to stay and we can, you know, extend the stay however many. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be
0: recommended by a doctor though, correct? Yes. No, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I know these things. <laughs> fre-
1: frequently, these insurance companies are giving like three days, five days, seven oh. days. Yeah. So that's the that's acute the maximum. That's the acute inpatient. Okay. okay. And then the residential would be more, um, you know, 21 days, 30 days. Gotcha. 30
2: gotcha. Days. So, what is when somebody comes in, they do their intake? Um, What do you guys start doing with them right away? What's the the first thing that you you go to? Is it a detox, supervised detox, and then how does that go?
1: So it depends. um, So most of our unit, if you need more of like a medical detox, which frequently alcoholism, you're at very high risk for seizure during detox. So it kind of depends. You can come straight into our unit or Some of our other SSM Health hospitals have what's called medical stabilization, so you might need to be there, because they would provide more, um, we can do um, IV medications on Mm -hmm. our unit, but if you need a higher level of medical care, you would need to go there first. Gotcha. Gotcha. So ours are kind of like, um, right when you get there, so... Day two, you're expected to go to to groups and programming all day. Okay. So you get one day to recover. Go yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then you're in. and yeah, be yeah. in bed. So um, you have to be fairly well yeah. competent. Yes, and mm-hmm. like yeah. I will say that, but mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, because yeah. um, mm-hmm. it's definitely a a struggle those first couple days for a Mm -hmm. lot of people so I won't say that they're well yet okay um but yeah if you need higher level of medical care you need to go to the stabilization units um so basically when they first um come in we do what's called medication assisted treatment so we provide medications to make the withdrawal symptoms um Bearable? Less, yeah, more bearable. More bearable. <laughs> um, so um, for alcohol, that would be Librium. You would go on a Librium taper, which Librium is a benzodiazepine, so it does have potential for withdrawal itself and potential for addiction. So that's they do a taper. Oh. Okay. Um, which helps <laughs> with anxiety and agitation. Um, that comes with stopping mm-hmm. heavy alcohol use, and then also. Um for a seizure is the gotcha. the biggest the
2: yeah, point. Yeah. So people yeah. have like when they're you're tapering on these, the people have a, a gradual hangover, or is it like is it just a steady hangover the whole time? Or is it one of those where it's just you have your hangover and then you you start to taper?
1: I would say um we try to make it as Study as, I don't know, as steady as possible. And so we have like a standing order, which is like you get this many milligrams for this many for three days, and then you get, um, you know, it goes tapered up like that, taper down. But it does vary based on the psychiatrist's recommendation. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So if you had more severe use, you know, you might not be able to taper as quickly.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Because they want you to be feeling well enough so that you can. go to the program and go to the, the groups and right. the meetings that we have all day so that you can um,
2: function. Learn, yes.
1: Learn things. Yeah. And you <laughs> yes. have to be able yeah. to, to function you Yeah, yeah, you yeah. to be able
0: to do that. A bit coherent. Right. Than being in a complete withdrawal. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then also some people would be um, more
0: at risk for seizure than others if they had had seizures in the past. Gotcha. Um, do you related see, to withdrawal. Do you see people that come in more than once well quite frequently it doesn't like to do
1: you, to my unit yeah
0: like do um, you see the recurrent like is the same patient? Yeah. yeah
1: um on the other units that I work at like the other adult units yes okay um on my unit we have had people that have come back to see us um but I would say it's less than on the other yeah the other units um well, that's good. <laughs> right. And I, I don't want to say, like, I know why that is, but I would say that you get more... Since this is just substance use disorder, you get groups related to substance use disorder all day. Yeah. Versus if you're just in the standard um, behavioral health population, you're going to be with people that are um, there for various reasons. So the groups aren't as catered to... Yeah. What you really need. Right. As a substance abuse. Right. User. Use yeah. yeah. Okay. And then so. And like. We frequently refer people like. Like afterwards you would go to. They would set up aftercare. Um, so that's like intensive outpatient treatment. Or maybe you would go. Um, to a different residential facility. Or you would. You know have sober living. Um, things set up yeah. for you. Um. So I'd just say there's maybe a higher success rate. Gadget. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which that's just my thinking. I don't
0: know. Yeah, it's there. no way, yeah. <laughs> well, personal experience, yeah.
2: Is there an age range that you kind of see? Is it like between 25 and 40, or 25 and 35, or is it just all across the board? All oh, across the board. Right. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of everything? Yeah. And do you find people that are maybe younger are a little bit more combative? Versus the people that are older, or vice versa, or are people really there no, to get the help and that's it?
1: Yeah, I would say maybe only one time were they a little adamant, Yeah, you yeah. know. Maybe they weren't completely there for themselves mm. at that point. Yeah,
2: so I think people um, are at their tipping point and they're like, I need the help and they're, they're voluntary. Yeah. to yeah. Make sure that change happens. Yes,
0: well, that's, um, that's nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say only a, only a couple times. Um, you know, one person was like, you know, in the beginning, I was just trying to get out of work. I, if I didn't show up to work that day, or if I showed up to work that day drunk, um, I would have lost my job. So whew, I went to treatment. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. seriously. Got to so, do what you gotta do. Yeah. But then at the end, they were like.
0: You know, <laughs> this is what I, I needed everything oh yes. <laughs> I came to treatment yeah. yes well, that's um, great it means you guys are doing a good job that's awesome we try yeah <laughs> so what do you see people like what why are people coming in with these with the substance abuse you know um, and the mental what is what's stemming this um I feel like majority
1: of people um it's usually something that you could have you could have seen some risk factors Many years prior to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, where they were when I saw them coming in. Yeah. Um, so whether that's childhood or young adulthood, um, I would say I would say frequently it's childhood or adolescence. Yeah. Um, and it it could be years down the road. Maybe things would change now that we are getting children help that they need. Yeah. Um. But. People that experience childhood traumas, um and like that could be anything. That could be physical abuse, emotional abuse, um neglect, neglect. Mm -hmm. Um I would say I I haven't seen any anybody that said they were like a ward of the state or in foster care as an adult yet, but on the adolescent Behavioral health unit. I would say that's majority of, of the foster population. Or, or, yeah, yeah
0: okay.
1: in a group home as a ward gotcha. of the state. Um, but yeah, in I'm trying to think of the other childhood things that would cause cause this. Yeah,
0: because um, there's a lot. But so it's usually it's typically childhood adolescence mm-hmm. that something has happened traumatic enough that stems either a substance abuse or, mm-hmm. um, mental disorder. Right. Mental illness. I'm sorry. Mental. What's the proper term? Mental illness. Mental illness. What okay. Right. Um, what meant, what would stem a mental illness situation for them?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, and it, um, so I guess I was just looking for, Yeah. um, examples of childhood trauma yeah, that yeah. I'd written down and it could be like an illness in the family that led to a death. Um, could be as simple as, Divorce, and the child didn't handle it well. Um, yeah, and for some
2: dad? reason, I, I, had a, I had the idea of I didn't think of those mm-hmm. types of traumas. where I was thinking, like generational things of things that of say discipline,
1: mm-hmm.
2: generation upon generation, just discipline was more authoritarian, and it was like you got a smack on the ass, you do something wrong, or you get sent to your room, or just these. Different, like this is how my parents do so did it so this is how I'm doing mm-hmm. and those types of generational uh, ways of doing things end up people in addiction in yeah. some way shape or form
1: some of them absolutely mm-hmm.
2: um, So yeah, th- that's more where what I was thinking but yeah just those those yeah. things that happen in life just mm-hmm. the divorces and deaths and just things that are inevitable mm-hmm. I guess
1: yeah, and the other thing that I would say that happens early on that leads to this would be, um, like, I would say a majority of the people that come in, they, we ask them, like, when their first use was, and the numbers are, like, um, 13. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, whether that's related to authoritative parents, yeah. and they're, you know, um, rebelling, or... Yeah kind to numb it, or right? Something. Just yeah. upset and mm-hmm. trying to treat it, and they have nothing—nothing yeah. nothing else available. Um, or because it's um, their parents had substance use disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say that's like frequently they have young, um,
0: like first use.
2: Yeah. Um, it get them hooked. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a. I heard a. Uh, Dr. Psychologist um, Gabor Mate talking about uh, how parenting styles in general are to, it gets to a point where 13, 14, 15, like up to the point of 12, we just do what we're told without without asking any questions.
1: Right. Around
2: that 13, 14 stage is now, okay, now I'm going to start asking some questions and finding some things out for myself and that's mm-hmm. that kind of rebellious stage yeah. and we do that all the way up till we're in our early 20s and then we start asking different questions to kind of find out who we are and um, you mentioned on again on the the parenting styles how we tend to push our kids away when they become a little bit more rebellious mm-hmm. um and just play it off as oh well they're just being teenagers mm-hmm. and now
0: or that's just from where they were, real. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So now they went from being completely influenced by their household to now being more influenced by their friends, mm-hmm. and there's less parental involvement there. So they're just almost the parents are pushing them away unknowingly into situations where now they're going to be exposed environmentally
1: right. um,
2: to to it these, the these right ways thing. of mm-hmm. of uh, of hiding the pain. Sure. So I uh, found that very interesting and, and it's like how, how do we how do we change that narrative how's that how as a as a society how do we stop pushing our kids away when they get to that point because obviously alcohol not going anywhere drugs aren't going anywhere mm-hmm. they're always going to be there so how do we have that positive influence so they don't end up um, how, how can we put you out of a job yeah. Right. <laughs> no, right.
0: as much as you don't want to but if you do want to it's yeah, like, yeah. and there's no so, yeah. easy solution
1: I don't think but mm-hmm. um I feel like the first step which is something that they just didn't do it back in the day was um open dialogue mm. about it like back in the yeah. day you probably weren't gonna get
0: a lecture no <laughs> Right. Your and now and to be honest, like even at thirty three and thirty five, I don't know about you but we didn't have the talks that we had with our like we're having with our daughter now. We did right. not have the talks with our parents at that time. Right. Like, you know, and nothing to say anything bad about our parents, it just sure. wasn't what I mean, you know, like either exactly. too busy or, you know, it was just the way it is and that's just the way it goes and but I mean we really try and have that open di- dialogue with our daughter. Yeah. Because I feel it, like our yes. our generation,
1: like you got the talk when it was like years too late Yes, yeah. if you did
0: get the talk. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we've already had how many? Like at least a handful of talks just in this past um, beginning today. of school year. <laughs> year. I know. There's kind of like today. just whatever
1: age like that school year is. Yes. It's yes. just
0: like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I, I keep hearing too that um, middle school age is huge for the brain development it's the same as um, toddler, as a toddler age. Mm-hmm. So um, toddlers have a huge brain development on characteristics and attitude and what they um, learn. And the same goes with middle schoolers. So there's like these two huge brain developments. And I'm freaking out because middle school is very awkward and hard time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, And I'm like, crap, am I going to screw my child up? <laughs> because it's the time. And here it goes. This is make or break time. This is where parenting really comes in. You thought that when they got older, it was just going to be easier. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's how it is. Yeah. yeah, but that's to look forward to. I know. Yay! <laughs> so sidetracked, but, yeah, so it's... Well, yeah, so, yeah. Childhood trauma, mm-hmm. trying to keep the open dialogue, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think,
1: like, the earlier you talk about it, the
0: better. Yes, absolutely. I hear that. Yeah, it wasn't like that before. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're seeing more people of an older age coming in with the issues that they have. Because right. it was that kind of, show up and do as you're told. Right. Or, you know, or just get of my face. Yeah, or if mm-hmm. something does go
1: wrong, you're not going to be like, oh, um, mom, I messed up. Yeah, terrified. <laughs> you're yes. just yeah. not going to talk about it, and then it's right. probably going to happen again, yeah. Yeah. rather than having an open dialogue and having your, your child be like, hey, I messed up. Yeah.
2: Um, i am being able to learn from it then. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember, the, this is only 20 years ago, 20, yeah, 25 years ago, you think, in elementary school, you teachers were still like there was corporal punishment still then well, back, back yeah. at home for us well in ireland and yeah, yeah <laughs> i don't here. know about here
0: <laughs> like you want to get Noah. <laughs> but
2: when you look at a lot of the um like suicide is so prevalent back home yeah uh what regard the like, alcohol is a big part of that but it, again it's that um i feel like it's nobody wants to talk about it it's, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. a hush hush and people want to keep them keep their issues to themselves yeah. um and the, I feel like that's something that needs to... Yeah,
0: why is that it that way? Why is it so hush-hush? Yeah. Like, what, what is so wrong with right. talking about mental illness? You know? Like, I mean, I had an well, eating disorder. Yeah, we have to it's change it. You know? Like, our, yeah. our
1: generation has to change it. Yeah.
0: Right. And I think that's why it's great having you here, to help us, you know, get that word out and letting people know, mm-hmm. for sure. Um,
1: Let me sidetrack on that real yeah, quick. No, oh, yeah, no, go. Yeah. So, I was supposed to be here last weekend... <laughs> and, um I think all I said to you was I was in bed all weekend yeah and you were like oh you know she was feeling under the weather not physically yeah yeah I had I had told my husband I needed a mental health day and I told him a little too late because then it told you know turned into a mental health weekend yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's you know another big reason why I wanted to come on here just uh the whole saying I know and People have probably heard it, but that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah.
0: Um, yes. I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to hide that. I just, you had said that you were in bed. I totally assumed that you were under the weather, so that's my fault. You know, I assuming am... assuming oh, no. I calling... Yes, assuming it makes an ass out of you and me. I get it. No. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: what, I mean, most people would assume. Yeah. They wouldn't be like, oh, yeah she's oh, she's <laughs> having yeah. a suffering suffering from pretty... Depression right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right,
0: right. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for being open and honest with us. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Not fantastic. You were feeling bummed, but fantastic that you're open No, about I'm it. feeling much
1: better now. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just need to take some time and re. Like yes. Even yeah. the mental health nurse needs to reevaluate her Absolutely. poor use of coping skills that <laughs> led led to being really upset for a whole weekend. Yeah. Um,
2: what What does eight. a a mental mental health day look like for you? Like, is mm-hmm. there are there certain Things that you do in order to to get yourself right again, or is this something that you would you would take as a precautionary method that you would like? Okay, I should have done some precautionary
1: some precautionary time. It was probably because I wasn't, you know, taking the time to
2: just kind of rest and recover. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So that's basically what I did was rest yeah um and a lot of it is you know lack of sleep but you know why am I having poor sleep is it you know because I'm anxious about you know certain things and a lot of it for me is um not asking for help um taking too much on myself and um pretty much just like like depression yeah um you can't even you can't even start. Like you feel so overwhelmed with life mm-hmm. and, you know being Just everything. Yeah. Work. Being a mom. Yeah. Trying to do everything myself because that's what I you know think you should do? Think or I guess. should uh-huh. do. Yeah. Um but then, you know, you get so overwhelmed that you end up doing nothing. Mhm. Um which is what, what happened with me. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was rest but then it was also ask for help. So, Mm -hmm. um, my husband had a to-do list, so I was resting. (laughs) He was getting (laughs) things done (laughs) off my to-do list that he, you know, we could have worked together and this never would have happened. Um, you know, I could have shared the the wealth of the things that were making Mm -hmm. me anxious. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically
0: what made, made things better. So Um, that's another way to, you know, help with, um, like coping skills would be like precautionary things you know Um, asking for help right you know all that yeah open dialogue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all things that are would help with that mental illness status yeah I think
2: a lot of the, the expectations we put on ourselves are, are some of the ridiculous. reasons that we don't ask it's for ridiculous. help we just, yeah. we don't we don't it's like the pride yeah. of well, this is what's expected of me, this is what society tells me I should be. Yes. And I'm not living up to it, so now I'm an asshole. And mm-hmm. and then it just you, yeah. you start thinking less and less of yourself and that judgment just tumbles into this big mm-hmm. ball of mess and you end up in bed all weekend. Yeah. Yep. And it's uh and, and that's yeah, that's again that's yes. something that we have to do as a as a society that we have to just change how we we're constantly judging ourselves and yeah. constantly setting these expectations mm-hmm. that end up somebody said to me a few weeks back one of the best things I've ever heard is expectations are planned resentment. like when you set these high expectations and then you don't meet them then you end up judging yourself mm-hmm. and then there's resentment towards yourself or you take it out on somebody, somebody else, else. Mm-hmm. and it, it becomes a, a shit show yeah. for want of a better phrase mm-hmm.
0: yeah. so yeah taking,
2: taking time to say you know what communicate and just say you know what this has been a rough week for me uh, I'm, I need a few hours to just either get out and Go get your hair done, or go run, or whatever it is that you want to do.
0: Me time. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Just yeah, to be able to communicate that instead of just holding into it, holding onto it, holding onto it, and then it all come crashing down on us. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's uh. It's hard to ask for help. It is. Yeah,
0: it's hard. Applaud the people that voluntarily come in, voluntarily come in, and you know get help at your at your work. That's yeah. It's a lot of work. It's that's, well,
2: that's hard. Absolutely. In, in that, that situation, I feel like people have gotten to a point where like, they can't take it anymore.
0: Yeah.
2: Whereas in everyday everyday life, people will keep taking that load on and keep taking that load on to, until they get to a point where
1: suicidal thoughts do if pop up. If you in. can even imagine me being a mental health nurse and not realizing until I had to spend 36 hours <laughs> in bed, yeah. yeah. imagine other people who don't. No, as much, it, don't yeah. recognize that yeah. they're not using their coping skills and it's building up and building up, yeah. which is exactly why,
0: you know, they end up in the hospital or worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, That's so sad. Yeah. So how, do, how does one get the help then and say that they don't have those coping skills? Where would you go?
1: Um, so I think
0: everybody should have a therapist. I agree. Oh my <laughs> gosh. As much as you want your friend to be a therapist... They, yeah. I mean, it's great to talk. I think it's yeah. great to have a conversation with a friend, but sometimes a, you need specific. A third party yes. that is
1: not yes. involved has no ties. is right. Really important. Right. Um, Agreed.
0: Mm-hmm. And then specialize specialized. Right. In that area. Right. They're an expert in that area. Know what they what you need. What you know what to look for. Absolutely. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't go any further.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And um you know whether you go twice a
1: week, or whether you go once a month, or whether you go when something bad happens. Um, I think it's important.
0: Yeah. yeah, It's something that I'm telling my daughter to do um, for the guidance counselor, even at school. Right. I'm like, you know, I understand, because she asked me a question one day, and um, it was something, I can't remember what it was about, it was something about friends, or maybe school or something, and it was um, about how she was feeling. And so I... Came back with whatever I thought was appropriate to say, you know, like sure. for what I was, thought would help, and um, which I believed in. I didn't just mm-hmm. say something, and I could tell she just wasn't listening to me. She asked me the question, mm-hmm. yet didn't didn't listen to anything I was saying, and I could tell. And I was like, I have these same situations with my own mother. Sometimes it just needs to be somebody different, and I said that to her. I said, Look sometimes you want to ask me a question because you think it's appropriate because I'm your mother and you think you should ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay if you don't want to talk to me. Right. It's fine, mm-hmm. which is something that my parents probably would have never said to me either. You know, like, would, and even not even know, you know, but I know that it's not going to be me all the time. Mm-hmm. So go and talk to someone. Either your father, maybe you feel better talking to him, or you have a guidance counselor at school, and she has gone to the guidance counselor and talked to her a couple times now. And I, and the guidance counselor loves it and says, you know, calls me and tells me and and lets me know that if she ever has a bad day, and I tell Sarah the same thing, if you ever have a bad day, guidance counselor said, come see her. Yes. You know, so it's, it's really great. In public schooling, they, you know,
1: are there and it's free. And, like, I came from a Catholic school. We didn't have a guidance counselor. (laughs) Yeah, So when I went to high school, I'm like... This
0: was your guidance counselor. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) The, The guidance counselor, um... Yeah, they're the person who makes my schedule. Like, what do you mean? I can talk to them. Yeah. Uh
0: huh. Uh-huh,
1: yeah. But now I know. My <laughs>
0: college choices. What do you mean? <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: Uh. Oh yeah. <laughs> so for
2: people that that might not be a, a viable option.
1: Yeah. Sure. For... And then I I was gonna mention um, so I had a therapist and she was on my insurance and it was still expensive um copay and then I think my insurance had changed um. And then she still let me pay that copay. Oh, that's nice. And then even after that, I was like, you know, I can't, I can't yeah. get this up anymore. Um, and so some will do sliding scale. Oh. Um, so whether that be pay what you can or, um, like, she, she basically told me, well, what, what can you, what can you pay or yeah. what do you think is um, an acceptable amount? And so we uh, Upon that, and went forward from well, That's there. fantastic. Um, so there yeah. are options. Um, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. As as far as open that goes, dialogue, keep the open um, dialogue with the uh, the therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell them what like you need, yes. and maybe they I'm really stressed they can, out about money. Can we maybe talk? They can about work? <laughs> <laughs> maybe they can work with you. Yes. Um. Not to say that will happen, but it could. You know, like you may be able to have a sliding scale with one therapist. So right.
1: Um, open dialogue. Or now. if they can't, maybe they could recommend someone. Yeah. That can. Um.
2: You ever think there'll be a situation where, you know, with with law there's a, a public defender. If you can't afford one, we'll provide one for you. Do you think that'll ever be a situation that, that'll come about here in the US? Or anywhere for that matter? Not that I, I think know. We're
1: very far yeah. away from that. But I mean that sounds fabulous. <laughs> does it yeah? It, it does. Like, but you know, like, as far as um that goes, like inpatient psychiatric care. That's free. You yeah. you know if it comes to that and you can't afford to get somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Go to the emergency department. Yeah. Okay. Um, so obviously you would probably be very far down the road at that point, or or maybe not. Yeah, um,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you, I didn't you know, know that.
2: like so like there's there's, state funded clinics. Um,
1: right. There where, are
2: like you can go get tested for STDs and you can go yes. get pregnancy tests yes. and these types of things. Mm-hmm. Are there any um, psychological is there any psychological help in places like that?
1: I want to say um, and I, I could be misspeaking here um, but whenever I hear of like something like that, I, there's a place called Kreider Center and I'm, I'm curious if they take people who you know don't have the funding gotcha. um, or if they have somebody there that does yeah i want to say that could be true
2: what's the name of it
1: um criter center criders
0: okay um look it
1: up. yeah yeah and i'll go on here and comment probably on the stream oh, yeah all of the all of the oh the ask places, your questions yeah, places to get help um <laughs> great To think if there's any other thing that I know
0: of that. Yeah. The ER one is good, but yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, didn't realize. Because it's could kind of yes. like
1: if you. Um, it's an emergency. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if it's like. I, forget, I can't even remember the clause. Um, but like if you go to the hospital, like they, they have to treat you. They can't turn you yeah. away if you don't have um, insurance. Insurance, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so if you say that you need, you know, help for a behavioral health problem, they yeah. have to evaluate you. Um, and based on that evaluation, get you the help that you need, whether that be a referral um, to an to an outpatient thing or yeah. um, you know, behavioral a
2: psychiatrist.
1: But but frequently that's how that's how I get yeah, you know. The patients um, they require a short term inpatient stay. Right. Gotcha. And those would be on the other the other units. Yeah.
0: Gotcha.
2: When yeah. it comes to outpatient and and when people get released um, and you have your your extended programs, how long do those programs go to? Like, are they a year and then you're done, you get cut off, or is it something that you can voluntarily continue and come come to groups and and have individuals with counselors and, and things like that?
1: Yeah, I, w- you know, I'm not even, I'm not positive on that one, but, um, my, my guess is that we call it intensive outpatient therapy.
2: Okay. Um,
1: is more of a shorter term. Gotcha. And then kind of, because intensive outpatient is like, some of it's like work, like eight hours a day, five days a week. Um Yeah. Or you know three hours a day, three days a week, or gotcha. and so yeah, yeah. Um, but then eventually you would go to an hour once a week yeah with kind of tapers off yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha. Um, and then I you know it's more of like a, a group and then eventually you would just you know get to what to what you need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Individually. I feel
2: like support groups are, are so important, no matter what the, the issue is but especially on the the substance abuse side of things yes but are there um like you you have your various you have um all your naa smart recovery refuge recovery you have all these different recovery programs for substance abuse are there any programs out there for for other mental health issues that wouldn't be considered Mm -hmm. as intensive like something like schizophrenia something that would be like, all right we're not gonna have a group talk we're not gonna have a group based around that but um. yeah
1: so I wrote therapy support groups <laughs> so, <laughs> <Nice. yes>. <laughs> support <laughs> groups. yeah would be a great um, free resource mm-hmm. and they have support groups you know basically for whatever whatever Everybody under the to. Sun mm-hmm. there is a support group for it. yeah nice. um, so yeah you basically just have to have to do your research Google um, Scoo yeah, it. <laughs> free internet at the library. Yeah, um,
2: mm-hmm. that's something I wouldn't have thought of. I wouldn't have thought there'd be would be support groups for for mental health issues. So that's for me. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's progress. I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
2: the fact that people are, are willing to go get the help and willing to to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, definitely a step in the right direction. Yes, it yeah.
1: is. It's and it's like usually, support groups are. Usually, they're not anything fancy. Usually, it's. Somebody that has this mental illness and decides to start it. Yeah, um, that's frequently the case. It
2: a problem shared as a problem yeah. had, right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Very
2: nice. I heard that. I can't remember what the specific statistic was, but there was a there was something. It was something in excess of fifty percent of the, of. Men incarcerated in the US have mental health issues. If So if they were treated for that mental health issue, they they wouldn't have been in, incarcerated in the first place. Um,
1: that sounds true. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I can't remember what the specific number was. But I'm a, a bit of a skeptic when it comes to certain things like, like this. You think, OK, so if 50% of those people were helped, then they wouldn't be in the privatized prison system. And those prison systems then wouldn't make money. So, is right. this is this a situation yeah, where sure. like we're not going to give these people help because
1: we need the money, yeah.
2: the, these prison systems then won't get the money that they get? And yeah. yeah. This circle of
1: right
2: conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> almost.
1: Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, bringing that full circle. Um. I would say it could could go back to getting kids help. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. There are personality disorders that can, you know, lead to someone having like an urge to steal or to mm. be defiant. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe this all started as a child that could have been treated. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. then also substance use disorder leads to, could lead to, crying. Yeah. Or, or you know, you have an altered state of, of thinking. Um, that leads to things that would would never happen if you weren't under the influence. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, under the influence, you obviously. Yeah. Well not obviously, but you're you're not on the right mind frame. You're
1: mm-hmm.
2: you all the power from your
1: Morals your decision making right. process right. is
2: gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so how do we? like is it, is it parents, is it schools, who? Obviously, parents have to start having these kind of conversations with yeah. with kids at an early age. But um, is there enough education out there for parents with regard to um, to how to raise children, so there isn't these issues down the line, or is it is it school systems that start teaching children at, at a young age how to cope with like What what is it that we have to do? <clears throat> in order to sure. to drop these levels of yeah of so i illness. i
1: still think we're not we're just not there yet yeah. um because if you were to say oh we're going to start talking to your middle schoolers about mental illness and <laughs> um you know some parents might still have a problem with that yeah, yeah. um it's just like just the based sex on the generation that mm-hmm. they you know think it doesn't exist
0: yeah um yeah, because you still have to get permission slips to do the whole sex ed conversations. Right. And that's, you know, um, we just teach them abstinence, you know. Well, not all the kids are going to go with abstinence. Right. Let's just make sure they know how to protect and then it's good, that whole battle. So I'm sure it's the same thing with the... Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 So, so someday
1: maybe we, we can get there. Yeah. Um, but the, the more people that we get on
0: the same page. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah.
1: That's All right. the, the
0: youth. So we have about five minutes left. Do you have any final thoughts, anything um, we didn't touch no. on that you really wanted to make sure that everybody knew that before um, before we have to close out? Or do you feel pretty good? <laughs> you no,
1: know, I'd say let me know if anyone has any any spe- any specific question yeah. that I could maybe answer for them. Um, as far as suicide goes, we didn't really talk too much about suicide, but I would say the biggest... Takeaway from that would be to, to take any statement made seriously. Yeah. yeah. So if you have a friend or somebody that's making a joke or something, you need to let them know. Yeah. Um. Like that's that's not something you joke about. Um. Right. And you know, try to inquire if right. they, if they need help.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Suicide so is is like cancer. It's it, we've all been affected mm-hmm. by it in some way, shape, or form. Right, um, Sadly. It's it's just that uh, it's pretty prevalent because again, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the majority of suicides are, ma- young males, um, and again, it's that pride factor. It's the, I, I'm too proud to t- to talk to people about it, uh, to go get help. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, it's.
1: And I, there is very very frequent, and people will get upset that sometimes get. Sent to the hospital for an evaluation, maybe or, yeah. even, you know, a 96-hour hold, mm-hmm. um, because they made a statement, but it's better, I'm sure there's some good. statistics somewhere, but so many people, including my stepbrother, had made statements that we thought were not
0: yeah
1: serious. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just talking,
0: mm-hmm. kind of thing. Joking. Imagine.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I hear yeah, you absolutely. And then, um real quick statement on the um opiate epidemic yeah yeah um so right now there's um a lot of people are thinking they're using heroin which we all know you know heroin's not good but it's um being laced with fentanyl or um things like that and i'm you know i'm sure a lot of people have seen the picture of you know it's like a couple of it looks like a couple of specks Is the amount of fentanyl That it takes to kill you Versus the amount of heroin That yeah. it takes to kill you Yeah um, So yeah if you, if you know anybody That's got Got a problem um, Reach out Yeah Because mm-hmm. it's like yeah. It's like one time can kill you
0: Right Absolutely
2: It's scary Yeah It's scary And it's so easy to get a hold of nowadays. it is Yeah And so cheap mm-hmm. Which I feel like Growing up that was like the when I was younger that was the, the hard thing for, for people to get a hold of mm-hmm. was was on because it was hard to access now it just seems so easy for people yeah. to access and it's so cheap yeah. that people will overdose just on the weekend just hanging out with the yeah. friends that's, right. that's, there's, there's no drinking beer mm-hmm. anymore it's now shooting up or smoking up or whatever it is that they don't yeah. it's uh yeah it's it's scary how how easily accessible it is and and the how rampant it is
0: it's okay to to get your friends help that need it as well i think that's uh, mm. huge. so because yeah. we have to wrap this up and apologies um maybe we can do a second session even to go even further yes yeah <laughs> so just to wrap this up um thank you again so much for yep. yeah, coming for and me. talking me. with us um, we really appreciate yeah, everything that you brought um you can always message us on Pod at gmail.com. Leave a question or a comment on the, the video or on our Anchor app. Leave a voice message. Um, thank you again. Thank you, Katie, so much. Oh, we appreciate it. It. Thanks yes. for having me. Thank you so much for joining us on Little of This, Little of That podcast. And we'll see you next week for
1: Marage. a decade yeah.
0: of marriage. Marriage. Yay. Yes. All right. Thanks again, everybody.
2: Talk to you soon.
0: Bye.